0: On today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, part two of post By week Houston Texans, the future is what we're going to talk about and how everything may shape up for Davis Mills moving forward. Don't go anywhere. It's Monday. Start your week with the Locked On Texans.
1: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome in, everybody, to a Monday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis. Of course, part two brings along Brian Bearfield, Big Sergeant, Brandon K. Scott. Today's episode of Locked On Texans is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. That's Prizepicks.com. Promo code Locked On. You already know who's joining the show today. Part two, as I mentioned, have a phenomenal show set up for you guys. I think a perfect week for Houston fans. Astros went ahead and swept the Mariners. Mariners got everybody mad. <laughs> uh, if you're a UT fan, we took care of business. If you're a fan of UT in Tennessee, they took care of business. And that's exactly where I'm going to start this show. We're going to talk about the future of the Houston Texas. Cannot do that. That's the main point why we're here today. But we cannot start this show without talking about what happened on Saturday. Bryce Young, Tennessee, the electric the electricity that came with that game. I got to ask y'all, man, is Bryce Young the next Houston Texan quarterback if they have an opportunity to pick him up in in next April.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for me, I've I've been on the Bryce Young train really since the beginning of, I want to say since the beginning of the year, probably even going back to last year, but certainly since the beginning of the year, Um, I love the game that he had against Texas, even though that game is known for one that Alabama underachieved in um, and and almost let get away. Um, I thought he made some plays in that game. Um, yeah, I mean, he just seems to have it all. Now, the thing I am concerned about is, like, my biggest question is, is he is he really six feet, or is he is he more five ten? <laughs> you know, and I don't know that I don't know the answer to that. I have not been close to him. I'm I'm six feet even. I, I have not been close to him, uh, but I, that is a question mark for me because if he's six feet, I can live with that. Um, the one ninety five or whatever it is bothers me a little bit. I need him to bulk up. But he seems to be a strong kid, even as small as he is, as slight as he is. And, and and beyond that, the size thing, I mean, he's got all the tools that you're looking for, from pocket passing to mobility to decision making, awareness, like uh, he doesn't rattle. Um, I mean, yeah, like he's, he's got all the tools as far as I'm concerned, minus the, the obvious concerns about the size.
3: Uh, for me, I don't know. I'm. I i do not know if I'm sold on Bryce Young just yet. What I seen on yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry. What I seen on Saturday. Excuse me. My mind, y'all. Y'all got to forgive me. It's been. It's my wife's birthday weekend, and sure, we just been going, going, going. And so, um, happy birthday, Chrissy. What I. What I seen on Saturday from Bryce Young is a person who I, I'm more concerned about him. The way he holds the ball, he holds the ball for a very long time. He takes a lot of unnecessary sacks and a lot of unnecessary hits. And I know that the Houston Texans have uh, uh, a good offensive line and, you know, they may be rebuilding. They may be one player away. One, I put it like this. They may be one right guard uh, center, right guard and center away from being an elite offensive line, in my opinion. Um, But when you have a young quarterback like that and you're bringing him into the fold and he still has to learn the game speed of the NFL when he has to learn the route tree. a whole uh, There's a totally different route tree when it comes to the NFL than these wide receivers. When he has to learn that, when he has to get the familiarity with the wide receivers and who he's going to be playing with, uh, it may be easy for him because uh, Mechie will be returning, but he just holds the ball entirely too long for me, and I get it. He's trying to wait for someone to come uh, come open like a excuse me, what what Patrick Mahomes does. Patrick Mahomes holds the ball entirely too long for me sometimes, but when he makes the electrifying plays, it comes across as wow. But he also takes a lot of sacks. He also takes some unnecessary hits. So I just want him to be able to clean up uh, uh, some of those things, and then I could say he could be the quarterback for the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that time that Alabama uh, quarterbacks get, you're not going to get that time in the NFL. It's much quicker, and I definitely agree with your route tree. Hendon Hooker, 6'4", 215. My Heisman favorite right now also had a damn good day against the Alabama Crimson Tide. So I do want to ask you, Sarge, you just talked, so I want to, you know, you mentioned the offensive line. What has been your assessment of the offensive line since Britt's departure and the uncertain of Quisenberry?
3: Uh. Questenberry is one of those guys who I think that's still learning the game. He's one of those guys who needs to pick it up just a tad bit more. I think it was the Jacksonville. No, I think it was the Jacksonville game where he didn't call out a pass, a, a blitz protection, and he allowed the blitzer to come right up the middle, scot free. And he didn't recognize that the blitz was coming until late, even though the linebacker had pretty much walked up the linebacker had pretty much walked up to the line he never changed he never changed anything and when the ball was snapped he went to help kenyon green instead of stopping the uh instead of stopping the linebacker now the one thing that the jacksonville jaguars defensive coordinator did which was just really smart was he brought two blitzers if Questenberry would have picked up the first one damian pierce would have been able to pick up the second one Damian Pierce is only able to pick up the first one, and the second one came scot free and got to Davis Mills. And if I'm not mistaken, they only had one sack in that game. Only gave up one sack in that game uh, against Jacksonville, and that I think that's what that's where it came from. So I want him to be more aware now. That also to me falls a little bit on Davis Mills because he doesn't call out a lot of, he doesn't do a lot of at the line adjusting. He doesn't switch the, the pass protection a lot either. So that's on him to be able to recognize that because when you have a quarterback center combination that can talk to each other and that's on the same page, I think that that, that will work. But other than that, I mean, Kenyon Green had his, his issues uh, early on, and I know that he is a rookie. He he is learning the game. He's getting better as time goes on, because that's a big jump. No matter if you you could. He could have been a three year, four year All-American in college. You're playing against grown men now. You're playing against grown men who have been playing the game, who has that type of experience. And the speed is much faster. So I think that they are just, um like I said, a center and maybe a right guard away from being an elite line.
1: We open up this show talking about Bryce Young. Brandon, I would like to ask you this question. Um, Do you see anything that Davis Mills can do in these final 11, 12 games of the season that can actually change the Houston Texans' mind of saying, you know what, we do not need to go after a quarterback. We are fine with Davis Mills moving forward. Do you see that happening in any scenario?
2: I don't see the scenario myself. Now, is there something that he could do? I mean, yeah. I mean, look, he could set the world on fire. Like, they could – If here's the thing. If they open it up for him and start actually letting him throw the ball and then he performs, now, I don't see either one of those things happening. Like, I think the play calling in the Jacksonville game told us a lot. Okay, that told us a lot about how they view Davis Mills, at least right now, and I don't know what he can do – between now and whenever between now and the end of the season to, to get that confidence in him. Like it, 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 feels like that's like they kind of have a view of what is the best way to go about offense. Like let Davis mills manage the game, but really rely on your running game. So like at at what point are they going to really kind of let it loose and let him kind of show them that he can be that guy really like, it almost feels like based off of how they're calling the game, like, the fact that we didn't see too many too many passes uh, further than ten yards until really almost earlier into the second half uh, last Sunday, like that to me that told me a lot. So, is it is it possible? Sure, like I, I'm not gonna rule it out and say you that it's not possible. But do I see it? No, I I do not see it. Especially when you talk about uh, the di- the different quarterbacks that are gonna be available between Bryce Young uh, between will levis and and all of these other guys obviously cj Stroud is somebody that um just like checks all the boxes from a physical standpoint you're just like wow look at this guy like everything that i was saying about bryce young the places where he doesn't measure up cj stroud does Mm. so it's like okay well and think about it like this too when you when you talk about davis mills limitations like the guy is capable okay he can make throws, but he has some limitations and I think that those limitations are what lends itself to the inconsistency that we see. And you know right. what, B? Hold on, B. Go, hey, ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
3: I just wanted to say this real quick, and, and that piggybacks off the question that John asked me about the offensive line, because the biggest misconception is he doesn't have enough time. But if you look at the numbers and you go back and you actually watch the games, there's a lot of times Davis Mills speeds his own self up.
2: Yeah. He speeds himself so, up. So, so, he, sorry. He, he is one of the uh, – this was a couple of weeks ago when I looked this stat up. I I should check it again and see if it's updated. But at least through the first three or four weeks, he was getting the ball out quicker than almost anybody, like top five or six getting the ball out quick. And that's not because he's Drew Brees or because he's diagnosing the defense and all of that and because and he's just uh, getting the ball out. It's because he's, he's, like you just said, speeding himself up making his reads too quick, locking in on his decisions. And, yeah, I mean, and that kind of bears itself out on, on, on the games that we see.
0: You know, when we come back, I got to ask you guys about <clears throat> the general manager here in town, Nick Asario. Uh I do want to piggyback off talking about the quarterbacks that are coming out. I would flirt if I'm Houston to address the major issues on this team and then maybe look for a quarterback in the third or fourth round which is why I brought up Hendon Hooker earlier in the in the show, because he had a phenomenal day, and I think that he his draft stock is tremendously uh, increasing upward. Listen, guys, do you want some more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics Total T Testophan Booster with Testophan will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workout, get better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be nugenics total tea contains man boosting key ingredients like testosterone it has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone testosterone levels in men while every product professes quality many other products use generic ingredients that often far less than clinical grade with nugenics total t you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials and Nugenics formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Come on now. Can't beat it. Get your complimentary bottle of nugenics total tea when you text NFL to 231231. Text now and get the bottle. Get a bottle of nugenics thermo, the most powerful fat burner incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Just text NFL to 231-231. Text NFL to 231-231. Messages and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at nugenics.com slash Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because it helped me with my morning routine, just kind of waking up and getting my energy and my day started. AG1 Athletic Greens really helped me with that. So let me tell you what AG1 is. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are, listen, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, aging, all of those things cannot beat it and let me tell you something it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto vegan dairy free or gluten free that works with your diet don't have to make any changes gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good it supports better sleep quality and recovery supports mental clarity and alertness it's one thing with the best thing athletic greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iteration and third-party testing to make it easy athletic green is going to give you one free year of supply supply of immune system supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs for your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com nfl network again that's athleticgreens.com nfl network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance
1: welcome back in ladies and gentlemen to this monday installment of locked on texans and with the bob for the Houston Texans taking place on yesterday, I had an opportunity to check out some of the other rookies around the NFL. And boy, Sauce Gardner, my God, play had a really good game helping the New York Jets win twenty-seven to ten over the Green Bay Bruce Packers. Oh uh, yeah, Brees Hall as well. Um, B Scott Sarge Sarge. I'm gonna I'm start off with you. When you take a look at what Derek Stingley has been able to do through the first five games of his career, how much do you think he is actually in the wrong system? Because I was looking at um I was looking at Sauce Gardner on yesterday, and you know the Jets run more man more so than zone coverage. And I was looking at Sauce Gardner, and I said that and I said to myself, I truly do believe that Derrick Stingley Jr. has the potential to do everything that we see out of sauce, but there's only so much he can do because you know. Lovey Smith, he loves that Tampa too. He loves that zone coverage. And how much do you feel that is sort of hind, uh, sort of like getting into the way of what Derek Stanley could possibly could be? I feel like this is a setup question, Cody. It's not a setup question. I feel like once this again, is- I watched it. I watched it. And I said to myself, "We got that same type of potential here in Houston." I,
3: the reason why I say I feel like this is a setup question because you and I have <laughs> had this conversation on numerous occasions. <laughs> Offline, you know exactly how I feel about the way that they're using Derek Stingley Jr. right now in this zone defense. And I uh, look, shout out first of all, shout out to Robert Sala, head coach of the New York Jets. He mm-hmm. said, I'm keeping receipts, and now he's starting to pull the, those receipts when you're talking about <laughs> his team, but he, he's also a defensive-minded coach.
0: Mm-hmm. So when, when you, you say have I love a, his spirit too. A new modern. Program, huh? <laughs> A modern, <laughs> yes, John. Modern That's why I
1: yes, said I John. knew what y'all was going to get. Yes. that.
3: <laughs> not a Tecmo Bowl. Not a Tecmo Bowl. He a Madden. He a Madden coach. Not not a not a John Walsh. Was it John Walsh football? Oh, He's he, he not one of those. So yes, I think that you know, and even I put it like this: I'm not saying that Lovey Smith and his system is so antiquated that it still can't be good. But you have to find different variations of, of mixing it up. And you know what I mean by that? It's like, you know, when I was growing up, right, my mama could take a pound of ground meat and do so many meals with it, so many different things. But, you know, it's still ground meat, but, you know, it could be spaghetti. It could be hamburger helper, it could be meatloaf, like it could have been uh it, it could have been beans, rice, and ground meat together. Like you took that one that, that one pound of ground meat and did so many other things with it. When with if Lovey Smith mixed up his defensive packages more, not just when you get down or oh, let's run at this one series, and then revert back to doing something else. Maybe we'll throw them off and make them think that we're going to do that. No, because they know that you have a propensity to go back to what you're used to. And so with Derek Stingley Jr., with with Sauce Walker, um, uh, Sauce Walker, Sauce 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 Gardner. Gardner. (laughs) We We were were talking about how earlier. With Sauce Gardner, (laughs) they are giving him the freedom to say look we know that you're a rookie but we know that you're a very talented rookie we know that you're a very talented defensive back we know that your football instincts are really good we will allow you to make those mistakes we'll call them growing pains we'll allow you to do those type of things because if you if you're asking me if Derek stingley had the freedom." That, I'm not even talking about Sauce Gardner. If Derek Stingley had the freedom that Jalen Ramsey had, we would be talking about how good he is because when I look at Jalen Ramsey, when I look at the potential of Derek Stingley Jr., I'm saying to myself, it's almost like I'm looking in the mirror. It is almost like if they stood next to each other, I would say, wow, I didn't even know that you guys were twins. The, the, the issue is though, Derek Stingley doesn't have that freedom yet and if they don't allow him to be able to do what he needs to do because here, here's the thing. I, I had this conversation with someone uh, the other day when they were talking about, man, well, you know, but when Derek Stingley was in college, I was like, when Derek Stingley was in college, he stepped on the – he stepped on LSU's campus as an All-American. He was an All-American as a, as a true freshman. After that, he – All-American and he won a national championship. What is there? What what else is there for him to do except bide his time until he's able to go to the NFL? Oh well, he got. And I understand he got hurt, but the other times they're like, "Oh man, he." I said he was bored, and I know that that may be my opinion only, but he's saying to himself, "Like I'm ready to go to the to the next to the next level." Earlier, before this show started, we were talking about you know different types of. Of, of hip hop artists, different types of rappers. And we use Andre 3000. Hey, man, he probably got bored with rap, so he went to learn how to play the guitar and the flute. We talked about Lil Wayne, Dwayne Carter, he got bored with rap, so he learned how to skateboard. I felt like, I feel like that's perfect in describing what Derek Singley Jr. was in college. Okay, look, I'm ready to go to the next level. I need that next challenge. So once they
0: get him out of that zone minded, antiquated defense, he'll be different. I do want to mention real quick, shout out to the mamas, man, because sometimes they'll take the ground meat, put some <laughs> onions in there after they take it out, flour it up, make a little, little, you know, little gravy, put it on top with some rice. Shout out to my mama and shout out to my uh, grandmother, mother, rest in peace. But let's take the conversation and move differently because we're talking about defense. And right now we know that Lovey Smith is the Houston Texans head coach. Year one, one, three, and one. As his record. But I want to look at Nick Casario, the general manager, who brought Lovey Smith in after going through a quote unquote full hiring process. And at the end of the day, Lovey Smith was the right choice, right candidate for him. But this season hasn't been really favorable. And we've seen the tweets or the discussion that after this year, Lovey Smith should be gone. Can Nick Casario afford another coach during his tenure?
2: So the the reason why that question is so difficult to answer, and I I think I think first of all to answer and it, another one in, and done, in, coach. In, I want to mention that to answer it in short, I think the answer is yes. Should it be? Should that be the case? No, I don't. I don't agree with it. But I do think that the answer, the short answer to your question, is yes. The reason it's really hard to really cipher is because. We don't know what Nick Casario is really being evaluated by. Like if <laughs> if if we're evaluating if we're evaluating the head coaching hires and and how all of that's gone over the last couple of years, those would be the merits against Nick Casario. But what I don't know is how that is viewed by the folks above Nick Casario or by the other folks that are in on that conversation, meaning ownership meaning uh, other folks that are in management, right? Like, you know, the Jack Easterbeats of the world, like everybody who has some kind of influence on the future of the franchise. I don't know if they view the whole coaching thing and how odd it looks to the rest of us and how much of a demerit it should be to the rest of us. I don't know if they view it that way. So while we're looking at it from the outside, like, yo, three coaches in three years it's inexcusable uh, two one and duns. the first one uh being uh david cully and then the second one being somebody who was on david cully's staff that you knew already like it's and, and then of course that not even counting the josh mccown thing which they obviously view differently from most most of the public because they're the ones that want to do it in the first place so it's it's hard to to really to to, to to really cipher out because you don't really know what the decision makers are evaluating the general manager on. Does it matter to them that they've gone through three coaches in three years, really four coaches in four years, if you count the fact that the previous year, I mean, I don't know if you want to even count Romeo in there, but if you count, just count mm-hmm. Bill, you know, now we're talking about four coaches in four years. I mean, that, that looks yeah. like it, and, and all of a <laughs> sudden, and another thing about it, I, I don't know how much this matters to them either, but, I, I mean, I'm curious what y'all think. But, like, we talk about a couple of years ago when, when David Culley got the job, what was the conversation or the narrative was, well, did nobody want this job, It was this is not a desirable job and all of that, right? How the hell is it more desirable two years later and you didn't fire two dudes in a row?
3: Damian Pierce, Derek Stingley Jr.
2: But the, the issue, though, if you don't believe in management, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's a lot of it's gonna be a lot of teams with good players. You can you can go to every roster and find three or four or five or six players that you can name off that you like and want to coach. But if you don't believe in management, like, not even that you're gonna get fired in a year, but do they know what they're doing? If out in Carolina,
3: if they, I can't name no, I can't name you. Maybe maybe two, maybe two players out of Carolina: all right, DJ all right. Moore,
0: Christian oh. McCaffrey, Derrick Brown, Brian him, Burns. Get-
3: Christian McCaffrey no I don't want that so the, the, he should put mash on the back of his jersey his name should oh, be man. McCaffrey it should be ash unit no no blue tent his name his his name should be blue oh, Tent. I
0: didn't
3: mean to cut you off and I know that this is a forced <laughs> talk with Big sorry but I do have to bring in uh one of the hosts Cody M Davidson on this discussion only because him and I have had this discussion about about this Nick Casario question. <laughs> and he has an interesting take on it. So, uh, Cody. We need to hear it. Yes.
1: <laughs> you guys are gonna find out after the break. Please be sure to stick around for more Locked On Texans coming up.
0: <laughs> I started uh, with prize picks and the read, the ad that we do and we tell everybody it doesn't really do it justice. When I tell you guys it's super easy, it is super easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. Now, what do I mean? Okay, well, let's say that Dalvin Cook was projected to have 75 rushing yards. Well, you can bet on whether or not he's going to have more or you can bet on whether or not he's going to have less. And if he has whatever you go with, then you win money. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. Again, super easy, super simple. Prize picks with promo code Locked On. Visit prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Thanks for getting the Locked On Texas, your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Now make your second listen the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast.
1: Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Monday installment of Locked On Texans And Sarge, you called me out, man. And look, I understand where everything lies with this whole, you know, Nick Casario project that we're going through right now. But at the end of the day, I look at it from the standpoint, if he moves on from Lovey Smith and hires another coach, and they bottom out again next year. Nothing's going to happen to Nick Casario because at the end of the day, for some reason, when you take a look at ownership, they love Nick Casario, and he isn't going anywhere. If he, I think he has a what, six to seven year contract. This man it's, can literally go through six to seven head coaching hires, and nothing will happen to him. And it's excusable. just, it's just a, it, it's an, it's excusable, but at the same time, it's the reality of the situation and that's how you have to look at this now this is no shot to this is no shot to ownership or whatever the case might be but when you take a look at all the mishaps that has been happening with this organization ever since what basically since they blew that big lead against Kansas City who just lost to the Buffalo Bills it's just basically what is expected, and at the end of the day, it didn't matter if it was in the position where they are now with Davis Mills, if they was in the position where they were with with, with Deshaun Watson, or in the position where they were with Andre Johnson. This organization has a strange obsession with being the next New England Patriots, and you take a look at almost everybody in that building, it's the New England way, unfortunately. I have to say this.
0: The 44% back is great. The hamburgers and hot dogs is great. Um, the Reddit is great. All of that is great. But the haircuts. The haircuts were <laughs> mid. But I like the haircuts, was by the way. That was, that was fun. It was fun when you was there. It was a great gesture. But this is still the National Football League. And this is the youngest franchise in the National Football League. And this franchise can't afford to continue to be mediocre when their history in the state of Texas says otherwise. This is Texas. Dallas can't afford to year in and year out be who the Dallas Cowboys is. They have the rings to back it up. They are still, no matter how we really feel about their fans, America's team. They have one of the most storied franchises. They have one of the most, regardless of how we feel about Jerry Jones and whether or not him and Steven have been ruining their franchise. You're getting
2: getting Sarge excited. We We got you.
0: Regardless of how we feel about them now, they have a history. Houston don't have no history. And if we were to give them a history in their first 20 years of existence, it would be the ups and downs of being a loser. They cannot afford. This is me talking. If lovey goes and there's two one and dones, I've never seen a general manager come back from that.
1: You will. And I've
0: never seen a general manager come back from hiring the likes of a David Cully. I've never seen a general manager go through the hiring process. where Josh McCown who've never been on a real coaching staff was a consideration for head coach. Now, has Nick Asereo done a very good job in the draft, especially when his first year he had an opportunity to have two first-round picks? Absolutely. But a lot of his decisions in terms of not drafting has been very questionable, including hiring David Cully. If Lovey is going, then I'm sorry, Nick should be right behind him. No question. It's not even a question to me. And I do want to move on to the quarterback play of Davis Mills. We hadn't really talked about him. And so since we have 12 Wait, games John, left. John, John,
3: John, I'm sorry. I just got to ask one quick question. I'm sorry. I apologize to the – to the Cody, how do you say it, the viewers, fans, and listeners? <laughs> yes, sir. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. John, I just have to give you a small pushback on the drafting, and I get it. Don't get me wrong. I do know that he brought in some great talent, right? But to me, if Nick Asario was really serious about moving this team forward, if Nick Asario was really about the future of this team, Nick Asario really believed in Pep
0: Hamilton, he would have taken Malik Willis over Christian Harris. We we have to have that conversation later in this year. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> okay. That's, I, 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 I am all for that. Please, we're going to pin that. Uh, but I do want to mention this. I'm glad you mentioned who they should have took over, whoever, in terms of the quarterback position, because I do want fans to understand this. There was a real thought behind bringing in Sam Howell. Houston really liked Sam Howell, and they didn't do that. And so for the Davis-Mills truthers and fans of Davis-Mills, the Mills Club, understand this. We may look at whether or not they put a lot around him for him to to succeed. But one thing the Houston Texans did do, and Davis Mills is not capitalizing off of this, is making sure there is nobody really looking over his shoulder for that starting job, which is why we have seen more Jeff Driscoll activated and not Kyle Allen. But there was a real idea and thought of bringing in Sam Howell. Let's go ahead and move forward. I want to ask you guys about Davis Mills. Well, not Davis Mills, I'm sorry the future of this team for the next 12 games as two people, three people really who cover the Houston, Texas, but case okay, Scott, this is for you. And, and Sarge, if you want, if you want to chime along, please do. What is something that when the season is over with, you can at the very least say after the bye week, the Houston Texans improved on blank. So, so the thing that I want to see them improve
2: after the bye week post post bye week that they need to improve? Yes. Okay, so for sure, the like the offense is number one. Opening it up a little bit. Now, I, I'll point to one thing in particular, given how much Damian Pierce is being used and how productive he's been. Um we're gonna have to do something serious about the second running back. Like if they want to keep trying out Rex out there, like that's gonna bother people. I I get it, but I don't know how bad Darian and Google Wally or Royce Freeman could be, but at the very least to me, like it's a priority to not run Damian Pearson to the ground. Like you, I, f- I feel like you've seen a lot of him and he needs to continue to get touches and experience, but you also need to have a credible second back. And I, f- I feel like they need to figure that part out. Uh, the passing game is a problem is an issue. They don't seem to have faith in it at all. So I would like to see them open it up. We've talked about before on previous podcasts, how I would like to see OJ Howard get more involved. What ended up happen, happening since we said that Jordan Akins and I know this is a a a, a Jordan Akins friendly podcast, um, especially <laughs> especially with Sarge on it. Um, and, I, hey, and just I, it,
1: by the way, that's my homeboy now. By the way, you know we always chopping up at his locker. You know Sarge be over there be wanting to talk to Petrie and Stingley, but you know me, me and Akins, you know that's that's the homie. That's the homie. Jordan Akins
2: good to talk to, man. Uh, he's good to talk to, <laughs> kind of good to have back, but. But either way, like more than anything, just focusing more on exploiting some of the matchups with their tight ends. Like, I just want to see them open things up with this offense a little bit more and it not be so primitive the way it seems to have been uh, the last couple of games. Like, think about the first, like, for as much uh, crap as Pep Hamilton has been getting, think about like just dream with me for a second and go back to like that first half of the Indianapolis game. I actually thought he was scheming guys open and that he actually had a lot to do with that 20-3 to lead that they got. Like, like they were playing well, but sometime after that, the play calling really started to kind of just get real stale. Um, And, and again, I'm not trying to be super critical about it because it could be indicative of how they feel about their personnel. Uh, But for me, I just want to see more. I want to see a lot more.
3: Well, me, real quickly, I only got five words to say. Get – Nico, the damn ball. Wait, <laughs> get Nico the damn. Oh, that's four, right? Damn, I said five, didn't bro, I, bro, man? Bro, get man. Get Nico the damn ball. That's five, right? Five words. Get him the damn ball. That's all I got to say. This young man is beating his. He he's beating the coverage a lot, and he's a big wide receiver. So, and he doesn't mind going up to get the ball. Just get him the ball. That's that's all I
1: got to say and with that being said that concludes this this epic crossover installment of locked on texans b scott sars thank you guys so much for joining john and myself this was truly an honor man and and hopefully we have an opportunity to do this again before we go can we please um b scott Tell them where they can follow you at on social media and Sarge. Please tell them where you can where they can follow you at on social media. And be sure to drop when you guys are going to be on the radio. As a matter of fact, depending on when you guys hear this, B Scott's going to be on the radio. Same thing as Sarge. Yeah, man. Uh at
2: Brandon K Scott on Twitter. Uh you can find everything there. And I will be on Sports Radio 610 from six to eight on Monday morning. If y'all happen to catch this before then, you probably won't. But I will have been on Sports Radio 610 from six to eight uh on a what they call a Texas Monday on Sports Radio 610. But on <laughs> Tuesday, on Tuesday, hey look, y'all check this out. I'll be on with Ron the show hugely from two to six. Hmm. So that's gonna be a doggone part. So y'all come join us, man. That 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 that's hey, right. man. Hey, look, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, me and Ron get together, man. Ain't no telling what's gonna be said or done on the air. So uh, so y'all make sure y'all check that I, out. Now, now I know y'all are here this before Tuesday, Tuesday <laughs> to, from two to six. So check me out there. Yeah, and uh, I,
3: wait, hold on one second. Cody, I've been putting Jordan on hold so I could tell him that lie you told on this podcast. So- oh, it's fine. I, you know, it's oh, fine. I, I, I had already,
1: I already talked to Jordan before we got on the pod. Jordan was like, "Yo, make sure you give me a shout." I was
3: like, "I got you, bro. I got you." <laughs> on your name again. He didn't even know how to
1: spell Jordan. He a Michael
3: Jordan fan. He said he thought your name was spelled J O B. Jordan. That, that- I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna call you back. Hey, you can find me at Big Star Sports with the Z at the end on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also uh, listen to my podcast, sports talk with Big Stars Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast, Rob. And Make you can sure. hear me, <laughs> and you can hear me on Sports Talk 790 Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with on in the trenches from 10 to yeah, 10 to 12 p.m. Uh in the trenches, hosted by NFL former NFL player Indy Kalu. I'm also Texans Wire USA Today. Read all my articles.
0: Y'all pissed off some old lady on Friday when she was
3: talking. I know, boy, but she she and, was uh, a Yankee fan, though. Like, Regina, <clears throat> she, she, she brought that on herself. Reggie yes, she saying,
1: did. Girl, she Reggie got Reggie and it. Reggie
3: said that bang you heard with the men running at your house. Oh, make
0: my sure, God. <laughs> make sure you follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Uh, I just have a lot of fun on Twitter. UT is doing great for me right now. So, Saturdays, just be prepared for me to talk as much – craziness as i want to because i'm a fan of the game uh but make sure you follow us on on twitter at locked on texans and on youtube as well underscore under i'm sorry at locked on texans as well
1: and as always i'm your host cody m davis please remember to follow me on twitter at cody davis underscore 24 once again that's cody c-o-t-y-d-a-v-i-s underscore 24 until next time ladies and gentlemen peace